0: Hello and welcome to the Side Characters podcast, a podcast about diversity and their culture. I'm Jordan.
1: And I'm Leah. And we're in a funny mood. <laughs>
0: we Every are in a- holidays,
1: everybody. I assume it'll be around that time. Getting into the January when this comes Get, out. Getting
0: into the January.
1: <laughs> Januarys, yes. Still oh, slightly gosh. holiday.
0: Yeah, guys, you hearings. just survived a year that was 700 months congrats we are now going to hope this i think this is going to be beginning of january so we are hopefully out of the year 2020 and hopefully it's looking better other than that weird alien attack that just happened like whoa didn't see that one coming did Mm -hmm. you Mm-hmm. but i you know i accept our new alien overlords
1: no i my favorite meme though was the one where everybody's like when 2020 is over like 2021 and covid leaves and now it's like 2021 comes and it's COVID. i'm back bitches with new clothes
0: Or i, I, I do like all the memes where it's like oh you see like the clock count down the last few minutes of 2020 and then it just starts like december 32nd 2020 and it's <laughs> Duh. and that's i'm so afraid that's gonna happen it's just gonna be december 22nd no, to just keep right. happening
1: yeah so everybody listening to us let us know we want to know what you what yeah you, yeah please
0: happened. are Tell you okay the with the robots taking over small cities
1: prefer that currently actually but let's let's keep let's go back let's let's focus up let's talk about our episode today
0: that's the rewind sound so uh-huh. previously we have kind of we've talked about like the lack of diversity and fantasy and lack of like, diversity allowed in dnd races and just want to kind of like hit on that again a little a little bit more and kind of because straight up the origin of fantasy it, it was kind of really pushed for it by white men so a lot of the fantasy races a lot of like the stuff you will see in fantasy is very white centric yeah. and with kind of D becoming super mainstream we're starting to see dnd reflect on that a little bit and starting to see a little bit more diversity in dungeons and dragons and also a little bit more diversity in other in other works
1: yeah it's still a bit of a problem it's like what we discussed oh, yes. in episode three that it's still this association that dwarves are scottish white men and elves are white beautiful scandinavian people and yeah
0: and humans are also mostly white and um (laughs) you know it's just
1: halflings are from new zealand it's fine
0: halflings (laughs) are pretty much just short white elves are tall white dwarves are like slightly taller uh, except for the drow who are the only
1: who are the bad people
0: yeah, the dr- dr- drow, they're the dark sin, but, you know, the drow are evil.
1: Oh, and the orcs.
0: Yeah, like, in the movie, um, God, why did I, oh, Bright, the movie Bright with Will Smith, where it's, like, black people are still black people, but orcs are also black, like, the analog for black people, and it just got really weird the way they were basically making orc stereotypical black people. And yeah, I don't like, like oh, how that happens a lot in stereotypical fantasy.
1: Stereotypical evil people in fantasy are the black analogs for black people? Hmm, That's not a great comparison
0: to yeah, yeah, that like Oh yeah, so it's like, you know, if the fantasy world, all the white people are happy and cool, but the evil dark-skinned people are going to get you. That, that's, a, yeah. that's a little messed up. And oh, so we've kind of seen that start to change recently.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which is why... Why are we talking about this again? Why have we talked about this again? It's mainly because, uh, a little story. Leah was, uh, interested in D&D again this couple past couple months or two. And with the addition of Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, which was released in November. It's an, it's, it's like an extender book for D&D. It's one of the books that they release, like the player's handbook um and it was released very at the end of november huge changes have been done to d and like while i was prepping characters for an imaginary D&D campaign that i hope i will someday play in the future but who knows because i can't get people to agree upon a date and find a dm to do it realize that like this is brought about changes which sets in stone some of the rules that many dm uh, dms already allowed but really is just like an expansion of all forms of representation and diversity in D&D. And I wanted to talk about this because it's... Oh my god, we're talking about something slightly relevant. So today, we're going to be talking about the changes to D&D in Tasha's Cauldron of Everything that has made official the official rules for D&D. dun dun, dun.
0: So I just wanted... to Take a quick second to just let the fill the audience in a little bit more. Where it's like, when Leah said they were excited about D and D, and they're like, oh yeah, we should we should talk about this because re- um relevant. It was more like, hey, let's talk about this. You need to look at this book right now. Yeah. It was like. It's okay, that's how it happened. And, I and saw was this like, and was like This is how topics go where it will be either be like maybe like, hey Leah, let's talk about this, or Leah be like, Jordan, read this, let's talk about it. Where it's just like, okay. That's how yeah. easygoing we are with the show. It's like <laughs> let's talk about diversity. Well,
1: and it was just like I was seeing this and I was like, We distinctly had a discussion after episode mm-hmm. three about like potentially like coming up with our own solution to the race issue in D D and how it like how you have to choose a race and as I was making these characters I was like oh my god this is because I was making the Medina DD Beyond which automatically incorporates everything into it and I really so I got Tasha's Cauldron and everything to get a hold of my uh, a new druid circle and was like, oh my god, I can manipulate my whatever, this is great, so yeah. That's why I really want to talk about it, because it was like, oh my god, this mirror is exactly what we talked about.
0: My experience with D&D was over the last five years, and like, when I got into it, like, it was one of those things where there's so many options, but at the same time, it does feel a little bit limited when it comes to races, and comes to, like, making a character, like, Mm -hmm. There's, there, there like, there's like this pre... Because fantasy was written by white men originally. It was, there's, like, this preconceived of what you can well, do with certain races. Person. Like, yeah. elves what have to be white. Traits? Like, yeah, it has to be like this. And so, like, making a character, my first character was a white elf because, you know, elves are white.
1: Well, and it's also, like, racial traits. Like, do you assume... Like, why is it that only certain races have wisdom bonuses or strength bonuses? Like, that makes no sense. Not every person's going to be strong. Like, there are some things that you're like, okay, that could make sense. Like, the abilities make sense sometimes, but it's like, no... Why? Why not have this person have wisdom as well? So that's one of the things that this deals with. I'm going to start by reading you the best section, which... So chapter one of Tasha's Cauldron... We're not going through this chapter by chapter, people. We're just talking about chapter one. No,
0: no, no. We're going to read... This is actually going to be a live reading of Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. So here we go. I'm not
1: prepared. Um, But chapter one has, in its very first pages, other than talking about... um, some stuff about like that it's all optional. Um, This is, it talks about customizing your origin and I'm just gonna read a section for you guys because I think it's pretty important. So customizing your origin. At first level, you choose various aspects of your character including ability scores, race, class, and background. Together these elements help paint a picture of your character's origin and give you the ability to create many different types of characters. Despite that versatility, a typical character race in D&D includes little to no or no choice and la- a lack that can make it difficult to realize certain character concepts. The following subsections address the lack of... That lack by adding choice to your character's race, allowing you to customize their ability scores, languages, and certain proficiencies to fit the origin you have in mind for your character. Character race in the game represents your character's fantasy species, combined with certain cultural assumptions. The following options step outside those assumptions to pave the way for truly unique characters. Ugh! I don't know about you, but that just makes me go, YES! Yes, cultural, certain cultural assumptions. It's recognizing that it's culturally determined. Uh.
0: (laughs) I I love how excited you are about that. I I just will say I love that. (laughs)
1: it, It makes me so happy to see this. And so then it goes on to you can change your ability score increases to be basically whatever you want. Languages to basically most of what you want and some of your proficiencies can change um as well they deal with uh personalities they basically say i'm i think i can talk about this now because it's just easier um yeah i'm just going to talk about this yeah, now go. um there's the personality section which also says the description of a race might suggest various things about behavior and personality that persons of that person's archetypal adventures You may ignore those suggestions, whether they're about alignment, moods, interest, or any other personality trait. Your character's personality and behavior are entirely yours to determine. What does that make you think, Jordan?
0: What? What does that make you think? Well, okay, I mean, we're getting into it now. Yeah, we're getting into it now. like, 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 we talked about this specifically before of the um god you were going to have to freaking tell me the phrase again because i literally just slipped my mind
1: biological
0: determinism biological determinism where like it's the belief that your basically your race or your biology makes up your Pretty much your personality traits or who you are, like oh black people steal or whatever type thing, kind of. Yeah. I know I I did the most extreme, Eight, but it's, like Asian
1: that, people are academically nerdy, like all that. Yeah, shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like like how people believe that black people are less intelligent, Asian people are more intelligent. It's like that where it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with your biology. It actually has to do with all these other different things in society, and that pretty much DD is just like saying straight up it's like nah biological determinism doesn't exist do whatever the hell you want and i appreciate the fuck out. i appreciate yeah. the fuck out of that uh, i meant to not swear and i just swore again
1: <laughs> oh, who cares jordan why are you no. my mother might yeah. listen to this oh, oh. Sorry, i don't know mom. if you wanted to say your thought now
0: oh jordan thought okay yeah yeah so so this is more or less what i was saying like when i first started where it was like D is like it is open enough but it does offer very little choice for room to kind of move around room to i guess truly make a character that fits you like like for new players someone who's not like super experienced with role playing or super experienced like like you see like the critical role peoples or like the my brother my brother me guys do dnd where their characters end up like flourishing into all this stuff a new player doesn't really can't really do that right off the bat and like doesn't need stuff to lean on and d and like 5e just base game 5e doesn't really provide too much room to do that they give you like the general guidebook it's like okay you can be elf this this and this here's personality traits but there's not really much you can do to kind of expand upon that and i feel like no. as wide as d and d is there's very room for versatility well, very little room for it, versatility
1: if you're like me who just spent a long time coming up with characters, struggling through whether I wanted to opt how I wanted to optimize my. So I tend to play spellcasters. I tend to almost exclusively play spellcasters. Um, I really like druid and cleric, um, and I get frustrated by the fact that there's a limited number of races that allow you to give yourself a wisdom boost.
0: Yes. And
1: I kind of tend to play characters when I do play spellcasters who are supposed to be good at their shit. Yes. And that's the type of person I, like, I'm a, I'm an academic. I tend to like to play academics, except for wizards. I, I haven't played very many wizards, but I intend to rectify that soon. But I, I like to play academic style characters. I like to play ones that are like me and that's hard to do when you have these assumptions baked into your character races about what they are and it's it's also like it's forcing people to to make choices that might not be beneficial to them and yeah I, i i i love this i love this customizing options because it one starts recognizing that yeah all of this is cultural like, it's putting that, yes, one, in the, so in the Player Handbook, when you read about these, like, personality traits and s- racial traits, it is just that. It's racial traits. They're baked in. It's assuming it's a part of your race. It doesn't say that these are cultural. It's yeah. not said that what it is is that you, uh, as as gnomes, you're taught when you get to a certain age how to do minor illusions. No, that's not what's said. It's mainly put that it's, as that race, this is what you're given. Rather than, you know, incorporating uh, different meanings, which you get in, like, video games often, that there are two different types of elves. There are, like, in Dragon Age, I'm sorry, it's an easy comparison, or in Skyrim, but uh, in Dragon Age there are the Dalish, who are the, like... The, the original elves, the return to the earth elves, the ones who roam are and Rome or the city elves who don't have the same traditions, which leaves them being distinctly different people.
0: Yes. yeah
1: And that's what you should be able to get from D D things, but you don't because the race is already put in there. Like why does this character have to have a good alignment? Why are drows bad? Why are drows bad? <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's it's frustrating because you can't develop that any further. And it also assumes that you have to act a certain way. Well, and that's, yeah, frustrating.
0: Well, even to that, it is kind of like fantasy worlds to me, like from, I mean, I think I wrote this in notes later, but fantasy worlds to me kind of present a type of like segregation where it's like, well, all the dwarves act like this because all dwarves are from this specific area and that's like that's how you could kind of justify as like oh it's not the race it's their culture because all dwarves live in this area all elves live in this area where it's like a segregation rather than like kind of a more combined society i think that's like another kind of issue with all this is like they live in their type of idea where that's where those people are from rather than like it's a like in like a lot of the times where you get multiple kingdoms in like a lot of like fantasy stuff that's made by like for D like campaigns and stuff it's a combined city where everybody lives so why is it those people are from that place where you have to be this type of whatever you, you get what i say i'm
1: pretty yeah, sure yeah and but we're also saying that like I completely agree with you because that does make more sense when you're having a multicultural city, you would have less of these strict ethnicities or strict cultural like cultures. But the fact is that's what D and D is reaffirming here is that there are cultures that what they're assuming is they're saying, we're sorry, we, these are actually cultures that we're talking about. So if you want to use them as cultures that have this erased This certain like what contributes to how you act? Your personality, your upbringing, your actions. Like it's, it's, you're raised with this type of value set. You're taught this type of value set. And they're just reaffirming the fact that, no, that's a value set that you're taught. You don't have to have had it. But if you want to create a culture that has this distinct, follows this religion, does this. Yeah, you can. That's what we've given you and that's nice to see and i think i wrote this down like myself is with the personality section is like most of the personality things i think most of us have already been doing this we ignore it we ignore the personalities but what really is great about this is that it feels really good to be told no you're right your race doesn't determine how you act
0: yeah exactly.
1: it's and it Puts the rule like puts the rule followers in their place. The people are like, "Well, oh, that's not what it says." In, in the player's handbook, bitch, please, that is what it says in the player's handbook. <laughs> now it is. They've confirmed it. This is what's said. It's really nice to see them being like, "Oh yeah, we were too strict."
0: It, it's even like with the oh, we were too strict. It's like it's the realization that. Now that it's becoming a big thing, more and more people are wanting to play D, and it's not just white guys playing it, and so they're being more open to allow other people to be excited about d And it's like we live in a decently integrated world. Why would we want to play a segregated like game?
1: I would also really like to see in the next like maybe edition of the player's handbook or something a thing about gender would be really nice yeah that'd be cool that would be really nice to be like here are some gender neutral names in addition to male and female names in your thing or like whatever you want to do so the last section i wanted to talk about in this like thing customizing your origin is that they have this little box that says "customize lineage In choosing one of the game's races for your character's first level, you can use the following traits to represent your character's lineage, giving you full control over how your character's origin shape them. Creature type, size, speed, ability score increase, feat, variable trait, and race. What is this? This is create your own race, but it's called custom lineage. Why? Because I think they're trying to shift away from using the word race. And I think that's a big thing. I think that that word choice means something really big. Mm -hmm. And I think it's shifting with doing away with the word race and shifting more towards an ethnicity standpoint. And when I read this and I read someone reacting against it where they're like, what do they mean? They've been using different words. And I'm like, I think this is them trying to shift away from using race because that's a good thing and it made me think of Terry Pratchett of course so i'm going to give you a little oh yeah of course so i don't know if anybody knows reads terry pratchett who listens to us but in terry pratchett dwarves are kind of stereotypical dwarves there are city dwarves and there are mountain dwarves but the thing about dwarves is that you don't have to be short to be a dwarf <laughs> So there's Carrot uh who works for the watch and he was raised by dwarves and he's considered a dwarf because he's done all the dwarven rituals and his he's got a dwarven name and he can speak dwarvish and he, he's he is a dwarf because as they say multiple time nowhere in dwarven law does it say that you have to be short. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's that, and people don't like it. There's a bunch of them that don't like it and they're like, "Oh, he's not actually a dwarf." But A lot of the dwarves in the city are like, yeah, that's fine. And I I kind of thought of that when I was reading this, where it's like, instead of it being, it's a cultural, it's a culture where dwarves is based on a series of rules and slight religion aspects where it's like, this is what it means to be a dwarf. And that doesn't mean you have to look like what dwarves look like. Every other dwarf looks like. And I was like, that's, that's pretty cool. And that's a future I'm okay with. Is shifting it more toward yeah. away from being a race to a culture.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I I, I honestly I, I really like everything they're doing in this book where it's just it seems more of an accessible fantasy world for everybody. It's very accessible.
1: Yeah. And it's it's legitimizing. Mm-hmm. That's big to me too, because there's a lot of people like when we were reading for episode three we read that post by um it was a by a man who was talking about how people told him he had to play Drow because he was black. Yeah. <laughs> and it's people who say that who are like, that's not in the rules. You can't do that. And we shouldn't have to your DM should step in and be like, fuck you, this is not it's not your place. But you shouldn't have to now Wizards of Coast has stepped in and been like, No, these people are right. You're allowed to do what you want. And we're supporting that. And we're stepping in and we're making taking a stance to say that, no, we were wrong. We support your freedom to play however the heck you want. And I, I think that's really yeah, awesome.
0: Yeah, no, I, I really do. I, I, I think it's something special. And, like, because, again, like, it's it's going back to, like, the character creator thing. It's like, when when I would create characters on video games, I would always end up making a white character because the options for black character were so limited and like in my mind in a lot of people's mind there are certain limits to i guess diversity in fantasy like elves I mean, when, I, when mm-hmm. you think of an elf the first person that you think of is probably legolas but also your elves are white the first elves yeah. you think of in fantasy are white doors are probably going to be white it's like like it's humans and even humans in fantasy are usually probably gonna be white but like it felt a lot of the times when i would make a black character the only black character i could do would be a human and i like the idea that we're kind of opening up more where it's less like okay well this this um race has to fit this image that everybody's always had where it's gonna be like no your dwarves can be whatever the heck you want it to be your elves can look like whatever like they can be whatever skin color as long as they're tall with pointy ears like yeah it,
1: and that's i think what you're trying to say is like kind of what we talked about last week why is white the default yeah why is white the default and the thing is is that i get what D player handbook was trying to do which is prevent for, for beginner players to present them with an image that they could choose because a lot of people have trouble coming up in their own head with an image exactly but the issue is is that those images become the foundation that people use for assuming what characters should look like
0: yes yeah
1: as in everything you talk about with superheroes when the face of all your superheroes are white you're going to assume superheroes
0: should yeah be white. you can assume your superhero has to be white when it doesn't exactly. your superhero could be a blue person
1: yeah, so that's that's why that's why this is very important for them. Like, this is why this is so important. I think I know there's some people who are kind of against it because it like just gives all freedom, but they've also said this entire thing is optional. But I think it's going to change how D and D works.
0: Yeah, I I really do. Like, also all the stuff that's in Dajah's um Cauldron of Everything is really freaking cool. There is a lot of like cool new stuff with like. New classes, yeah. new subclasses, new spells. Like, there was some really, really cool stuff in there.
1: hmm In addition, you can personalize spells now.
0: Speaking which of. Which is
1: <laughs> another another thing you can stick to those rule sticklers is that you... And we've all... I think a lot of us have seen this on... Like, in, we're introduced on this in Critical Role where people were... They've... Like, like uh, Caleb Widogast skins his spells to be cat-themed. Um and there's a lot of that happening there and it's like nope yep this is totally okay as long as your spell does the same things that it's supposed to do you can do it however you want yeah so yeah
0: it's like like so we, we're talking like heavily the diversity side of people's like oh wow they're tr- like it's D trying to be woke no 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 D is like trying to just straight up like present some really cool stuff that is accessible to everybody like I really, like, I was scrolling through this book and just thing after thing is just, like, cool stuff left and right. And just, it's, revo- like, this is revolutionary for something that was already pretty revolutionary.
1: I think it's, well, D&D is, like, embracing, like, trying to change its history yes. from being a white-centered history and embracing the fact that it is a thing that does not require people to have a lot of money to do yeah. and it's something that everyone can do that everyone can get into no matter your economic status like it is it, well most yeah but you get what i'm saying is that it's very easy to get into it just relies on your imagination and i think they're re-embracing that fact that it is imagination based
0: yeah this is this is what D D was supposed like at least how i felt is supposed to be like This just yeah. real just a, has a set of rules but it's mostly your imagination or whatever you can create
1: yeah. yeah exactly
0: are we ready to talk about the um images and the represent okay cool this is this is the part that i was the most excited about with this book like you sent it to me i'm like okay it's just a DD book and i was scrolling through and just like the first of all the yeah. art in DD is always great but the there, there was something about the art this time that like just blew me away and i I mean, I'm just going to just dive straight into this but The art was just so diverse and so different and so beautiful. Where it wasn't just showing like, oh, hey, here's a fantasy white person holding a sword and like menacing, looking at like this thing. And it wasn't even just like, here's a stock standard fantasy black person. But you get so much different representation. I think one of the things that just an image that I never thought I would see, but just freaking blew my mind that they included was there was an image of a black elf with vitiligo, and I never thought I would fucking see that.
1: It's on page 89 if people have their own copies of <laughs> Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. That is where this image is. Good
0: good thing for Should having that image it? on there, but yeah. Having the page on I...
1: <laughs> Yeah, it's in the uh, aristocrat section. It's supposed to be a wood elf aristocrat. And it's a woman with darker skin with patches of white vitiligo. And in her hair, too, which is awesome looking. And yeah, it's,
0: yeah. I never thought, period, the in in fantasy, that A, I would see someone with vitiligo. But B, just like, well, like, black elves are rare. But a black elf with vitiligo, I never, ever thought I would ever say that. See that. Ever. Yeah. And that just blew my mind. And just like mind. the
1: images in this Images in this book are just really interesting. They're just, like they're much, so you get that in the original player's handbook, they're supposed to like draw you in, but the ones in this book are very much go beyond the traditional, the traditional thoughts of what characters are supposed to look like, what you're, what, who's supposed to be what. And it's great.
0: It's, it's stunning because like, the diversity, it doesn't just stop, it. oh, hey, there's more black like characters and stuff like that, but, like, you will get a bit of everything, even, like, the non-human races, you'll get dragonborns, you'll get goblins, like, mm-hmm. you get oh, tieflings and everything, you get a huge mixing of that, but then a lot of it, like, we you see, like, in the um, 5e player handbook, there's, like, a picture of a um black wizard, but, like, in this, you'll have, like, It's like a black monk pretty much shooting a laser out of his forehead. And it's just like you get action poses. You get these characters like doing cool stuff. And like it, not only that, but it can get anybody who looks any way excited about it. Because you get to see people that look like you doing cool stuff all over the place.
1: And I haven't done the numbers. Now, let me tell you, I haven't done the numbers on this. But just looking through the books, I've looked through the books around twice now, looking at every single image. It does seem... That there are more minority people, including people of non-humanoid races or like non-human races and darker skin tones than white people in this book, which makes me really happy that there's that majority. It makes me happy yeah. to, to like say that, that. That's it's just it's way more welcoming.
0: And and specifically, so this is a picture on page 103, I think specifically it kind of um reverses that like they live over there um thing that i was talking about the segregation of like fantasy races where like you actually see a picture it's on 103 of like there's training and there's like a guy falling flat on his face but there are so many different there's an elf in there there's um i mean i don't know what they're called but a cheetah person there there's a dwarf there's i think like a satyr or whatever that person like there's multiple different races together training laughing like joking together where it's not just like oh hey here's like all the elves are doing elf training or all of the dwarves are doing elf dwarf stuff it's this group of just people are together doing yeah. their thing and i think that is a very cool image to show the show that the races interact the races are not at odds they're just people in this world oh my god yeah I, I think that's beautiful i
1: love that too my first one that i saw the one that inspired this section where i saw that was just the there's an image um that i have where pages is this where sh, take me to the page um it's the uh page 118 and it's an an orc artist creates a tattoo on his elf friend that's the caption for this photo and it shows an orc with very detailed tattoos tattooing another elf who also has tattoos and piercings.
0: And the thing that stands out to me is elf friend. Like that's his yeah. friend. Like these yeah. different races, they're not at odds. They're friends. They're they're doing this together. It like like that is so cool to me. <laughs>
1: and it's also it's also I don't know if you notice this, but for me, it's clear that both these guys belong to the same crew. Yes, 100%. Like so, the orc guy has these fabulous tattoos, you know. I'm not going to generalize, but, like, for me, it's picturing he's punk. They're both punk. Oh, yeah, they're both probably punk. what looks like a mohawk. And then the other elf, what do you expect him to look like? If you're just picturing an elf in your head, your long hair, um... Very fine features. Very beautiful. No, that's not what this guy looks like. This guy has a nipple ring. Uh, he's got multiple... He's got one, two, three, four, five earrings. An eyebrow piercing. Uh, two nose rings. He's got short hair. He's
0: the like, guy very, you would like, see at a punk rock feature. show. He, he's that guy. Exactly.
1: Yeah. He's also not wearing a shirt.
0: I mean, that's how you see Didn't his nipple piercing. Point I also that, say that.
1: Yeah. But, like, it's... They're very much... It's not what you expect an elf to
0: look like when you
1: picture an elf in your head. Looking
0: at this picture, there's something else in this that I didn't expect that I think is kind of awesome. But the orc is wearing glasses. Yeah. Yeah, And
1: that—that's
0: it just shows, like, it normalizes everything to glasses. Where where it's like, oh, glasses are doable in this world. Like, oh, if you have bad sight, you don't have to be someone who like you don't have to be a character who
1: you don't have to be a scholar. Yeah,
0: you don't have to be a scholar or you don't even have to be a character with good sight to just be in this world. You can wear glasses in any any case and I love that. I just I love this f- the images in this book are so good. I'm I can gush about this all freaking day. They're so great.
1: The only thing I don't like about this is there's a lot of blood on that towel and I'm like what the what fuck kind is of that tattoo man doing? Are you there's doing? a lot of blood on that towel. There shouldn't
0: be that much blood in the tattoo. As so people who have tattoos. Jordan, this is the one
1: I <laughs> This is the one I found before this, and I want to tell you I haven't. Let me tell you, I haven't told Jordan about oh, this. No. one I found it before this session, and I wanted to. If share it's it a like bull person
0: hanging out with a tiny black person, I'm gonna be upset. No, it's on page eighty-four. Give me a second to go
1: to that. And the caption is, you wouldn't think anything of it. The caption is what gets it. The caption is. Wizardly boyfriends relax while their classmates practice magic at an arc- arcane en- enclave.
0: I like quickly scroll by that earlier. I thought he was healing that guy. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's generally what you think. It it's not that it's citing an image. It's just a bunch of wizards. Yeah, it's it's a wizard
0: sitting down and um another wizard with his head in his lap. And then in the back, there's like a wizard doing a spell and one person like looking at it like impressed looking.
1: And a couple people with drinks. Yeah, yeah, they're all just hanging out. I think this is in the. This is in the section where it's about patrons and what it's describing, not warlock patrons, people, where this is about, like, belonging to schools of magic, like, that you belong to institutions and stuff like that, or you belong to guilds, and it's talking about those rules. But I just, like, I was looking through every picture, looking at all the captions, and I was like, wizardly boyfriends? What?
0: Yeah, this just went into one yes. of Leo's fan fictions. It's like, oh yes, wizardly boyfriends. Excuse me,
1: excuse me. No, oh well... That's funny because that's a discussion we had today I had today with a friend about how I very much prefer the scholarly the scholarly ships, but (coughs) just in general, the scholarly ships are my thing. But it just made me happy because they didn't have to say that they were romantically involved, but they did. And it makes me happy. Yeah. Because
0: Sorry, go on. Finish. Yeah.
1: It's one, it's not romantic. And it doesn't have to be romantic. And I love that. It is. Because you can do romance without having it be romantic. And,
0: and I know that a lot of like reactions to this can be like, ah, oh, there's agenda. Or, oh, they're trying to like force whatever upon us and all that stuff. I, I don't think it's necessarily an agenda or necessarily forcing upon. I think this book is just showing that People exist. Yeah, just in general, and people I... exist. People with vitiligo exist. Wizardly boyfriends in this world exist because I, I don't <laughs> know how many wizard boyfriends are out in the real world. If you're a wizard boyfriend, if you're a wizard boyfriend, just send me an email. Just be like, hey, we're 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 out there. We're <laughs> we're we're here. We're, we're here. <laughs> but like, they're, they're, there's there's yeah. so much. There's just like there's a black dad and what I would assume is their child with them. Like there there's just so much different stuff going on and it's just people and I don't think it's an agenda I think that we're starting to move away from everybody needs to be a cis straight white man and or a cis mm-hmm. straight white person getting we can be whatever and it's just showing that different people exist in every different capacity and I like that I appreciate the hell out of that
1: I just yeah and with the wizardly boyfriends thing I'm like that's it's small but it's really nice to acknowledge that lgbt characters can can have their romances played out yeah in a fantasy setting because that's something i'm probably going to talk about on the next episode in my what have i been do up to thing because yeah it's just it rarely gets like you see it in tv shows more now but it's nice to see just D &D being like of course of course they're wizardly boyfriends because that's an option that could happen
0: yeah and and, and it's 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 normalizing it's showing that every these things are normal it's not like that picture isn't showing like it's not an extreme it's just showing that these people exist in this world it's a very uh, normal subtle Mm -hmm. picture and you know that's what we need we just need to know that whatever your walk of life it's fine you're normal. Yeah. Unless you're like a serial killer. You're not normal. You need to stop. <laughs> um, The
1: last section I wanted to talk about with the art was when we were slipping through this, I kind of noticed that there's been a shift in how drow characters are drawn. And that made me really happy. So I've looked because I only started D&D maybe a year or two ago. I looked at... Two years ago. I will ago. say this I is funny that you're bringing dead.
0: this up now because I literally just landed on a picture of two drows. Oh, actually, no, it's a drow and a high Yeah, house. Well, Never mind, but still.
1: Yeah, that's that's one of the ones okay, I've cool. marked that um, uh, that in this book the representation of drows is now. I don't. I haven't read all of the other books, so maybe this has been done earlier than this book. But I just noticed it in this one. But I have the player's handbook, and I looked through it before this, and. I also have looked through Tasha's multiple times. In Tasha's, the Drow are done with a different like, lighter tones. It's done with a a different color shading so the blues are much warmer and less gray than most of the representations you see in the Player's Handbook which distinctly makes them not look god damn evil yeah <sighs> most of the drow you see in the player's handbook look evil like and i'm pretty sure that the one the rogue image in the the player's handbook is a drow it might be a high elf people could debate me on this but i think it's meant to be a drow and that person looks goddamn evil so but by shifting the tone to be more blues not even just lighter color blues but a warmer blues it makes them look less like they're relegated to being evil and so there are multiple pictures i've marked multiple of them so there's there's one that i really like that was on page 16 which shows armorers, a drow infiltrator and and a tiefling um guardian and oh, yeah. they're just fighting together against evil things and it's a he's got gray skin but it's it's lit with like light so it looks like he's fighting evil like or that he's looks like he's fighting bad things
0: yeah i, I feel um, like this is definitely gonna piss off the christian church where it's like ah the the demon the League is kind of shown in a good light fighting evil like, oh oh demons can be good
1: <laughs> on page 29 there's the illustration for the bard of Elo- a bard of eloquence which is a drow. She has a gray skin tone, but it's definitely much lighter and viewed in yeah. a... Or well, I'm assuming it's a woman. It actually might be a male. Who knows? They um, have a much lighter... Like, how the lighting's done on them definitely makes it so that they could they could be bad. Who, yeah,
0: who but, knows? But it's, who knows what
1: they like could Like we be. were
0: talking about, where it was usually like, oh, the drow, the dark-skinned ones are the evil ones. These characters that you've pointed out so far, and the ones that I've seen scrolling through, they didn't look evil. The so you could be dark skinned and that, not be evil, and I think that's good.
1: This is one that I like. It's not of a drow that what I'm gonna page? show you next. Forty three.
0: Also, everybody flip along. We'll um, you know, we'll send every listener this book so that they can flip over along with us <laughs> as we describe these pictures because we're doing a very, very good... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cause I was looking at this the other day. So
1: this is a high elf psi warrior, and it's a high elf.
0: He looks pretty evil.
1: It looks like an illustration of a of a classic drow. It's it's a in dark like half of him is in shading, mm-hmm. in shaded. He's holding. He's got plate armor on. He's got like a psy psionic shield blocking arrows in front of him. His eyes are white. His hair is black. He's got very dark colored skin. Uh, cause of the lighting, it looks like blue and purple tones. He looks kind of yeah. evil.
0: And he's a high elf.
1: He's a high elf, not a drow. And I'm like, yes. See, that's the, that's the like, it's it's a flipping that coin, and I love it. I yeah. love it so
0: much. Well, it, it, it's presenting that of oh, high elves don't have to be good, and drow don't have to be evils. Like either or can do whatever, and I love that. I I, I love it. I, I just this book is so good. <laughs> you got me lit. You got me. Well, it's just
1: that whole thing is yeah it's just the whole thing is that even just shifting the coloring on drow and how you represent them to be more warm toned it makes it so that it's like because imagery can display that where drows are supposed to look evil they're supposed to have shifty like they're supposed to have like narrow faces like how you draw a character can clearly show what alignment they're supposed to be and this is very much changing that to be like no, the personality and the alignment and how they act is your choice. Yeah, and you're allowed to make that. And I, yeah,
0: I, I again, I, w- I will say this way too many times today, but I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, we, this so, gets the side character stamp of approval like so hardcore right now. Yeah, yeah we have a stamp and
1: now. I think, <laughs> I think that that's most of the things that yeah. I wanted to cover. It's. It, I just wanted to end with a little bit of what it says that everything they say in the beginning, everything is using this book and everything's optional. Then they have 10 rules to remember, which is basically reminding you that your DM adjudicates the rules. Exceptions supersede general rules. General rules govern every part of the game. Um, That's a general rule, but there are other elements that sometimes contradict the general rule and those exceptions where they disagree the exception wins which is just like you can just do what you want there's a lot of that and lastly they there's a bunch of other ones that are more related to like actual things you do too but just have fun you don't need to have, know every rule to enjoy yeah. dnd and each group has its own style different ways they like to tell like to tell stories to use the rules embrace what your group enjoys most in short follow your bliss i just think that's really nice that's really nice way to show it and so i just wanted to end by saying this that by telling someone everyone you can do what you want and we are saying the rules that is that you can do what you want it allows people to feel free to be creative and imaginative and thereby increase what representation of fantasy characters look like no longer can a rule stickler person say you aren't allowed to be a good drow or a dwarf who isn't Scottish or a barbarian gnome. Who cares? You can do you, and you have the thumbs up of the people who made the game to yeah. do that. And the variation variety in artwork confirms that just be creative.
0: That was beautiful, by the yeah. way. Yeah, I'm oh, not... Sorry. That I, I, I just... I don't think I could have said it better than that. that. That was very beautiful.
1: This is this is something that I I like I'm newer to D&D but fantasy has been my mm-hmm. life and I've been reading fantasy books since I was young and it's something that I care yeah. about a lot is the fact that how you can represent characters and how you can you should be allowed to be creative. We don't let people be creative as often as they should in life and It's something that I'm glad I read books because it kept my creativeness alive throughout my life. And you sometimes need people to confirm that, yes, you're allowed to be creative, that this is okay, that we're saying it's okay. And, yeah, I think that's necessary.
0: I would agree. No, I I just, I I think (laughs) that you said it perfectly and... definitely something you've been super passionate about and like some I mean it's been a big part of my life too but it's good to see we're getting to a point where this is the normal side of it and I like that
1: yeah Yeah.
0: so yeah I think that's a good note to kind of just wrap it up and um (sighs) Leah what have you well what have we been up to what has everybody been up to well
1: was christmas a couple of days ago so i actually have a lot of things i got a long okay, list go for it. but i'm gonna keep them i'm gonna keep, no i'm keeping them in my bag okay. i've written them down so that i don't forget so i can use them on the next couple episodes <laughs> nice. but we're gonna talk about the most recent thing which isn't actually nerdy but i think i wanted to talk about in general which is the tv the tv show everybody's been watching which is bridgerton very popular on the top ten list on Netflix currently. So Bridgerton is based on uh the Bridgerton family series by Julia Quinn. Um it's done by uh Shonda Shonda Rhimes, um who did Grey's Anatomy okay. and stuff like that. So it's very soapy. Very soapy. Um, a beautiful a man. Scandal. Which one? Oh yeah the guy who plays yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry did it be did yes. yes, that is a yes. beautiful man. Yes, it's very, very beautiful. Um, anyways, so the it's a uh, popular, very soapy show. Basically, if you had to describe, I just trying to describe it very crassly as Jane Austen with sex. Um, so it's definitely not a nerdy show. But the reason I'm talking about this is because they talked about the thing we talked about last week. They have uh, they took a fictional historical fictional novel and decided to just do whatever the fuck you they wanted with the representation Jeez. so a huge portion of the cast is minority characters the queen is black half of her ladies in waiting are black you go to every ball that they're at is a is a mixture of people of different different ethnicities it's pretty great it's pretty great to watch. There's, yeah, the main lead, the male lead is Black. Um, multiple of the side supporting characters are. It's really wonderful. Um, yeah, it just kind of makes me happy because there's been debates like, oh, whatever, and them having to justify, I think they called it, like, historic conscious casting or whatever. But it is what we just talked about, which is, like, it's like David Copperfield. This is a piece of fiction. You can set it how you want. They've decided to set it where... The because the series is a romance that doesn't delve into anything politics they've decided to ignore because and rather than tell the story again of the racial shit that's happening in England during the time that's not what this series is about this series is about romance so why not have better representation because it's piece mm-hmm. fiction so yeah that made me happy now there are other things in that st- series that I was like meh about there was issues with some some issues with consent on one of the episodes that i'm not happy with but at least it's better than the at least they did it slightly better than the book no (laughs) uh no that's not that's not huge i'm not huge on that front at all but um overall the representation was really good would really like to see them increase the um lgbt representation but they did depict one person who knows, we don't know, we're not entirely sure, anyways. So, but that was me, that was me for this week. Just wanted to talk about that. Shout out if you like fluff, it's excellent. Fluff,
0: okay. <laughs> it's Jordan yeah.
1: doesn't care, he does, yeah. Not I was like fluff. say, it's like that's
0: like okay, it's not that problem. my okay is like this, was, it's just uh, that's not my world, that's not like something I'm too into, that kind of thing. But like, I you're perfectly allowed to like it yourself and talk about it whenever I will listen but it's nothing I can really contribute to.
1: And appreciate, and I appreciate the representation. Yeah, I uh, I appreciate the representation,
0: but, like, yeah, it's nothing I can really contribute to, because that's really not my world. So, me, um, I I have honestly nerdy stuff. I've been only doing stuff, like, old stuff, so I've, like, been watching Death Note with a friend. We've watched Neon Genesis' Ava Jellion and all the rebuilds recently. Like, like, old stuff. There's not really much to report on, but, like, nerd-wise, but I've been I think this is this is my own kind of nerd thing because it's something I'm really into. But I've been listening to a lot of punk music recently, especially the um, band Against Me, and just been really falling in love with uh, Laura Jane Grace's story. Um, the lead singer of Against Me, and she's just really awesome. So I actually picked up her biography, um, "Confessions of of Punk Rock's Most Infamous Anarchist Sellout." Um. And it's it's just really good. So Laura Jane Grace's transgender um is just in just a straight up badass, and it's just super cool in every way. And I think just coming out, especially in the music scene, especially punk rock scene, is extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. And I I think yeah. the fact that they've just like crushed it and have been just super supportive of other people and just like using their music to talk about their story using their music to help other people feel comfortable i think is just something that is so cool to me and she is just a supreme badass and i love against me and i'm really enjoying the biographies so far so yeah that's what i've been doing is just nerding out to punk music because like like
1: much much higher brow <laughs> than my own yeah, reading. I just,
0: like i just <laughs> been nerding out to punk music a lot recently and just to have like this rebellious thing also be something that is supportive to diverse people i think is super cool so yeah yeah awesome. down with the patriarchy the burn it all
1: down with the part patriarchy yay for the holidays for reviving our desire
0: do stuff right do nerdy things. Right? oh my yeah. gosh i was like, psh, like i was hello. so burnt out from work and i'm so glad to be back
1: yeah dude you don't even know you don't even know yeah you guys, you guys don't know phd life <laughs> phd life yeah yeah, I, yeah I,
0: bro oh god bro, your life right now <laughs> you're so busy oh. all the time
1: <laughs> so tired okay but now i'm doing much better because i spent a week sitting on my bed doing nothing. yeah sometimes you need to do um, anyways
0: that. so be kind to yourselves in this new year. Um, It's going to be... It's just because the year is turning around doesn't mean things are going to instantly get easier. We're still going to have to fight. Take it slow. Some things might be slower than others. Wear wear, yeah, Wear a mask. Be safe. And if someone doesn't wear a mask, punch them in the... Don't. Don't. But... No seriously stay safe stay sane and guys just like we're gonna be here next year and we're gonna have a powerful year together and just have a lot of fun so we love you thank you for listening to us for our first year of podcasting and yeah everybody yeah. take care and we will catch you later so bye, bye.